This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much, Cedric Espen, some AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the sound of a man with a thermonuclear blast ticking in the hip pocket. Just like that. Get him in, a, well, a place to squat and on some rickety plumbing and he can destroy the planet in nanoseconds. That's the sort of bloke he is, the sumster. Uh, yes, bludgers, it's the said aforesaid sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to the bludge. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. <laughs> what an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And that's the first time I've said that ever. Uh, it's something fresh that came to me during the week. I thought, bloody hell, this week, it's just a week when too much sport is barely enough, and I thought I can use that, and I just have. Blindsiders, uh, it was a great week for the greatest game of all. Another wild set of seven, incredible action on and off the paddock. Now, Rugby League began with a couple of weird scores as the sun set on the greatest home away season of the greatest game of all. That's how I'm seeing it, and I'm not resiling from those ideas. Now, how weird were those scores? Cowboys 38, Panthers 8. Think about that for a minute. After the events of last night, Parramatta obviously going down to the might of the Penrith Panthers. The previous week, the Cowboys thrashed the Panthers. Don't think that win actually does anything for the Cowboys, you know, tilt. But uh, certainly Penrith are back with a bang. And, of course, we have Canberra knocking over the Tigers 56-10. 56-10. And a lot of people are saying that Roy and I shouldn't be putting our effort into saving Leichhardt Oval. What we need to do is save the Leichhardt team, as in the Tigers. Well, we see, you know, we see a, a rising tide is floating all boats, if I can coin a phrase. Uh, if the ground improves, I'm sure the Tigers will improve. Now, we got the – well, I've mentioned all that. So the events of last night, Blue Bet Stadium, oh, Tremendous game, tremendous game. Obviously, Eels suffering, especially from after Moses got sent off, sent off as in stretched off, as in carted off, as in not likely to play next week off, that sort of off. Uh, things, well, a number of wheels fell off. Now, remember those uh, magnificent toilets at the SFS that we talked about on this program over the last couple of weeks and the food and beverages options? They'll be put to a real test tomorrow night when another chapter in the Book of Bigger is written in the Fowl House, when the rabbits take on the poultry in motion in the second 2022 Eliminator. So I think this is the match of the round as far as I'm concerned in the first week of the finals. 
Now, by the by, what is going on over at Fortress Brookie, the home of the human face? Has Des got the job? Does the committee want to move the mad scientist on? Does Bozo Fulton, and remember we call him Bozo because he's a clown, does he still run the show from the other side? And why does the whole joint remind everyone of the Essendon Football Club with old people who should know better, old stages, old has-beens, uh, still dipping their oar in. It's got a reek, a waft of Essendon all over the human face at the moment. Uh, Blindsiders, I know many often tune in for a catch-up on Graham Park News. We'll mark next Sunday, September the 18th, down in the Little Black Book. It's an NRLW triple header at the park with Broncos, Eels, Titans, Roosters, Dragons and Knights all in action. Kick-off just after midday. And let me tell you, the park will go off. Six great NRLW sides playing for points in the toughest NRLW, well, rugby league competition in the world, goes without saying. By the by, speaking of rugby league, was the man of feathers, Peter Volandis, you know, he sleeps in his suit. It's something that I've just discovered, uh, you know, really tucked his shirt in, uh, sleeps in his suit and just look, comes up an absolute picture every time I see him. Was that Volandis, the man of feathers, the last Australian to dine with the Queen? Now, as we know, sadly, Queen R.I.P. dropped off the tweet during the week. And, you know, I suppose people are going back through their diaries and thinking, well, you know, I was there. Could I have been the last Australian to talk to the Queen? Probably not, uh, because I know Peter Volandis came to the races just recently. He wore the morning suit and the top hat and looked absolutely stupid with it, mainly because he didn't sleep in it. Uh, got it from a rental company and obviously returned it to the rental company afterwards, had to tuck his shirt in, which he hates doing. Anyway, he thrilled all Australians when he chose the correct knife for the fish, didn't uh, cut the bread or the bun, he broke it, all that sort of stuff. Absolute stickler for protocol is the man of feathers. And uh, look, I, I think, uh, you know, these, my I'm pretty sure now that the League Supremo the man of the pantaloons of plumage uh, attire, uh, obviously was the last Australian to dine with the Queen. I mean, isn't that amazing? Rugby league, there at the beginning and there at the end. I mean, sure, it's hard to organise, but that was just luck of the draw and we, rugby league, got lucky. Incidentally, is Penrith centre, Isaac Tago, putting his hand up to be the brightest player in rugby league? I know we've mentioned a couple of bright sparks. I think Joey John's got us onto a couple of bright sparks this week. Oh, you know, this year, but this Isaac Tago, I think he's head and shoulders above the rest. And a, a lot of knowledgeable commentators like the aforementioned Joey Johns, Gus, Clem, Dez and Freddie think the kid has the 22 title in the bag. The brightest player in rugby league. It's a hell of a, it's a hell of a set of baubles to wear. AFL and the murderer gets it done just before Gil waddled off into the sunset through the back door without letting the fly screen hit his ass. He pulled off another big one with Channel 7 and Foxtel, 4.5 billion over seven years. Now, the upside of that enormous amount of money, that big spend, is that um, crowd favourites like Roman Bryan, as in aka BT, as in aka Bryan, uh, Lingy, and take us through us home. We'll all be there for another stretch behind the mic, especially home. He'll be working on something special for his comeback show. Now, still with the AFL, and it was Mad Monday, a top man Monday, with big news from uh, 
that former kangaroo superboot Wayne Carey dropped a bag of white powder at Crown in Perth last Sunday after the big call with AIM. Honestly, this could happen to anyone. It's happened to me. It's probably happened to you. Once you dial up a streak over the table and the bones are rolling your way, anything can fall out of the hip pocket unnoticed, even a sachet of anti-inflammatories. And some of these modern South American sourced anti-inflams can put you right in the bag with just one toot. I know because I've been there myself. Elsewhere, what a story written by our old gold fruit and nut at the foul house last Saturday night. Second test. The Nutty Ones turned in an error-riddle display against South Africa. Tune! Golds 8, Springboks 24. And, uh, but not everything went uh, according to plan. There was a lovely high-quality all-in at the, the 71st minute, uh, for, you know, for which many of the 38,292 fans, th- many thought it was the highlight of the game, the 71-minute mark. Stink. This was the uh, Fruits' 13 loss in their 17 appearances of that particular sinkhole. Uh, when the dust settled, our fruit and nuts or the frolic as a tune-up for the – that's the South African frolic – as a tune-up for the two big ones against the All Blacks up around the bend. Mark, September the 15th, 7.45pm at Marvel as your first encounter between the current fruit and nut and the, well – the less than convincing All Blacks lineup. It'll be an interesting match. Now, elsewhere in Union, the Shoot Shield, one of the world's great comps, doesn't get the credit it deserves, especially in foreign parts. It climaxed last Saturday at Leichhardt Oval, no surprises there, when the Sydney Uni side blew away Gordon in the big dance. Tune, Gord's 19, students 26. Boxing and donkey circuit news. People have asked what's going on on the Pelican circuit. Uh, uh, there's a lot of activity there. But uh, certainly by the end of today, we'll probably have a fair bit of information about stinks coming up on the Pelican circuit. But on the donkey circuit, while it's on next Thursday night, Gal Hodjo and the head in the bag, Hannett. Well, Gal, but Gal's still whinging about the rules, about the times, about who's on first, etc. as the nation licks its lips. You can hear it in anticipation. But there is some ordinary disappointment should I say, on the card. Our belly dancing Olympic bronze medalist Harry Garside won't be part of this month's Festival of Fist. Uh, he has knuckle problems. Though. You'd think metacarpal problems. No, he's got knuckle problems and it's been ruled out of the frolic. And in late mail, um, Gal, that's uh, the stool, Paul Gallen, former Shark, uh, former NRL player, former State of Origin player, etc. he's ruled out a stink with SBW forever, not just for a couple of months, forever. It's the one Australia wanted to see and now it's already in the ash can of history. Apparently SBW doesn't want to do it and Gal's taken 20 years of his life trying to persuade him to do it and he hasn't, so he's just wasted 20 years, two decades. Incidentally, surfing and Stephanie Gilmore snares her eighth world title at Lower Trestles during the week. Beautiful wave, Lower Trestles, perfect for surfing and... Uh, this is one more now than the great Lane Beachley. So it's a tremendous achievement by Stephanie Gilmore. Lane Beachley had got seven. Steph's got eight. And, uh, well, it's a long time. I mean, Lane Beachley took a very long time to get a seven. Now Gilmore's gone one better. Tennis and our number one, Nick Kyrgios, has a wonderful week of Flushing Meadows. The special case dipped out in the doubles to allow Nick to focus on the singles. He took apart Medvedev, uh, well, in four, using a big palette of blue, I mean, let's not forget the words. We're coming out thick and fast and wait for it playing shots on one side of the net or both sides of the net. Don't know what possessed him to do it. The umpire sadly, or the, you know, person in the chair, sadly didn't see the humour in it. 
Uh, he was the only one and find him a point or nicked a point off Nick. Uh, Nick is always looking for an angle low and uh, then he ran into a tough one, losing him five large to Karen Karchanov. Uh, after the loss, Nick worked over some rackets that had dudded him. That's how I saw it. They dudded him during the match. He put on a display of wallops that ki- wallop that kids won't forget in a hurry. And today on my way to work, I, su- I, I passed a number of courts and every kid was smashing their rackets the way Nick does it. It was just a tremendous display. Tremendous. You know, you look, you see these people on television do it. You think, bloody hell, I'd love to get involved in that. And why not? It's so easy. Smash, smash, smash. And your game improves with it. That's what I found. And now, as we do on every week, uh, do every week at this time on the Bludge, we pause for a moment. Tyfys, remember to wear the thistle this week to show your respect and thank all Australian families for supporting rugby league. I mean, if your people in your street don't support rugby league, then wear the thistle and shove it in their face and say, "Get on board." And now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, it's uh, for another week. It's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope belongs to Commodore Hope. Graham Paging, Roy Slavin, Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Folly six, Cyber Dude! Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and happy rugby league to you uh, and your family. Mm-hmm. And happy rugby league to all decent, dependable, hard-working Aussie battlers who work tirelessly on their reliability, dependability and continue to work on how to work harder. They're the people I respect and they love their rugby league. They'd do anything for a rugby league and who wouldn't? And respect. And respect. Yeah, it's not a difficult... It's not a difficult concept. concept. Okay, good to have the Chapel Hadley Cup back in our hands. I think it's been about six years since we've had the Chapel Hadley. Um, I assume it's, been, it's named after Ian. Would it be Ian Chapel? Ian Chapel and, and Richard Hadley. And Paddles, Sir. Paddles Hadley. Sir Paddles Hadley. Sir Paddles Hadley. Yeah. Although they maybe, didn't. hang on, maybe, weren't there a few Hadleys? There was Paddles, uh, there was Dale Hadley, wasn't uh, there? Yeah, there was a Dale Hadley. And there, Not didn't, as good as didn't the old man play? The old man may well have played. I think there were a few Hadleys and there were certainly a few Chapels. There was Ian, Greg and Trevor. Do you think? So maybe it's the three chapels and the three Hadleys what that a are celebrated. Idea. I, 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 I don't know. I'm just guessing. Either Storm should do a probe. Well, I'd love, to, I'd love Cam to open up someone about how this came about, mm-hmm. the Chapel Hadley. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've got it. It's back. It's incredible, isn't it? Mm. And, of course, Big Show uh, took the catch of the century in the Chapel Hadley. Um. Other fallout, uh, Green, uh, our Chapel Hadley hero, has cramping issues. Now, I always associate cramping issues with a lack of salt. I know Stomp and uh, Grass used to insist on having a salt lick in the dressing rooms uh, with the shamrocks and uh, certainly at half time we're encouraged to all get down on our knees and have a bit of a lick. And uh, let me just say this, we never got cramps. No, no. Uh, uh, just an old-fashioned salt lick. Yeah. A modern way to deal with it is magnesium powder. Magnesium powder. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, you can go to, you can, know. You can go order that online from overseas oh, and it comes in get, powder form? Yeah, that's right, with your anti-inflammatories. With your anti-inflammatories and the only way to ingest it is through the nose. That's right, that's right, that's right. Right. That's yeah. the way I like to take my anti-inflammatories. Yeah. Um well, if I'm given anti-inflammatories in pill form, I'll use the mortise and pestle. Yeah, to get them into a powder. To get them into form. a powder. And then, and you, then you know, just them. get a straw 
and uh, bung it up the nose, mm. and it, it works. I tell you one thing about you it. You don't Dave. get cramps. No. no cramps. Don't do salt it. lick up the nose. Yeah, away I mean, you, you go. You get a bit of salt lick. You can dry it out. Powder in the mortar and mortar and pestle. Yeah, work it away. It's an odd colour. It's going to look weird. It's a little bit sort of brown. But uh, does the job? Does the job straight? Now, especially, straight I tell you, up the, the best time to do it is about two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, when you're running out of a bit of a grunt yeah. and poke. Yeah, you want a bit of lift. Yeah, you want a bit of lift. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, now, Aaron Finch has just announced he's uh, retiring from his what? duties in the white ball game. Uh, I think the five ducks in a row might have something to do with it. And can I just say, Aaron, you've done enough. Uh, terrific bloke, Aaron Finch. Mm-hmm. Uh, never cramped up. Uh, always made sure his salt levels were fine. Yeah. Unlike Green. Yeah. Um, so we wish him all the best with uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, he'll get some BBL work, I assume. But uh, it hasn't been a happy time for our very fine, distinguished uh, one-day game captain. Can I say he left one duck too early? Yeah, he might have done. Wasn't it Greg Chappell, speaking of Chappell Hadley, who had six ducks in he a did. row at one he, stage yeah, and, and he, walked his worked his way through it? Uh, he did. He did. He did. His immortal comment was when asked, mm. are you out of form, he said, how would I know? I'd keep getting out. Yeah, exactly. And what an insight that was. Yeah, I know. I, I, because you never know like what that. sort of form you're in unless you have some time in the middle. Yeah, unless you get it done. You know, where, uh, exactly. When you come off with a ton, you think, oh, I'm, hitting, I'm seeing them pretty I'm well. Sorry. That's right. I'm That's seeing right. them pretty well. Mm. Uh, now, as HG has alluded to, Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> Nick, um, well, he smashed his rackets because he feels like he's let everyone down. Well, he has. He has let everyone down. Uh, I expected him to win the US Open. <laughs> that was my expectation. And I'm not the only Australian. No, that's true. Most Australians felt that this was his for the taking. Yeah. You know, all the big names were gone. He got rid of the biggest name of all. My feeling, my theory with Nick is he only lifts his game and plays better when he's playing players that are better than him. Yeah, harder players. Harder players. There's and when he's playing prove. someone who's expected to beat easily... He loses. He loses because mm. he, he just can't find the intensity. Mm. That's Could I suggest a salt lick... In the dressing room. Might, uh, look, wow. it can't hurt. I know. Look what it did for Vetus Garolitis. Did Vetus have a uh, Solic? Did he? He did room. too. Yeah. I think he used to chop, chop little bits off it and sell <laughs> to other players. <laughs> anyway, he was fine. This is our Nick. 15000 for spitting and 20000 for racket smashing. So that's your benchmark. Uh, ten thousand per racket, and I don't. Those rackets aren't cheap either. They're not. They're not. You'd pay. I don't know. It's a long time since I bought a racket, but you'd have to pay a couple of hundred bucks. You'd well, imagine. Do you do you think that people now going to the tennis, hoping mm-hmm. he loses, so we can see a little bit of theatre? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. that's what worries me. That's what worries me. The, the actors... People are going to tennis for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's right. And I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Now, Channel 10 are to relegate the A-League to a secondary channel. I don't like this at all. I mean, it's hard enough to come across the A-League. You've got to scroll right through and I, I don't often go to 10. I hate to say it, but I don't often. And it's it's so refreshing. Every now and again you do stumble across 10 and there's a bit of A-League on. You think, oh, beauty. Oh, I'll have a look at this. Yeah. 
well, that's not going to be possible unless you just keep scrolling until you find what obscure Channel 10 channel. I don't know what their, subs are, their, their other channel, their well, secondary they channels are. Peach and Bold, I think. Is Peach? Is People that there? I think Peach is there. Is Peach Channel 10? I mean, don't quote me on that because I could be wildly off. Right. But, um, well, let's say it is Peach. Does that bold. mean we can see A-League on Peach? Well, I think Bold might be Well, Bold. Channel. Bold would be a better fit, wouldn't it? It would. What it else would. do you get on Bold? Uh, well, now that's a good question. <laughs> what a good question. I, I think you had Neighbours. Right. Neighbours powdered into old okay. Bold and then they got rid of it altogether. I don't know why. I don't know. Some of those secondary channels creep up on you, don't they? They do. Well, you can't watch everything. No, you can't. And then now you people can't. Are so much There's more one selective. channel, I think Nine has a secondary channel, where people are looking for gold somewhere in South America and they keeps going pear-shaped sort of thing. Oh, well, yeah. I, I can't watch it. I, don't, I can't follow it at all. So I, I don't stay with it. But do they ever find a nugget? I, yeah, well, yeah. And that, that's the thing. They find a tiny nugget and they think, oh, well, We're man, do it now. here it is. Yeah. Let's get the equipment in. You know, they bulldoze down a couple of hectares of virgin, <laughs> virgin rainforest <laughs> and get the dynamite in. That seems to be the – anyway. That's a great show. Well, it sounds great on yeah, paper. But, but it's unwatchable. Yeah. Mainly because I suppose it's difficult for a film crew. You forget how difficult it is for a film crew under those circumstances. No, it's blowing up things. Yeah, it? blowing up things and mm. what have you. Anyway, secondary channels. Anyway, if you want the A-League, good luck finding it. Mm. Uh, Angie's heroes go down to Real Madrid 3-0. But I tell you what, they stayed with them for an hour. They stayed with Real for an hour and that's got to be good. Uh, Ange can always find something positive to take out of this. He said it's a learning curve, steep learning curve, but we'll be back. Yeah, the thing is we'll that it's back. a bit of a step up from of course the Scottish, it is. Scottish. I'm not knocking the Scottish no, I'm not competition. Not Scottish, but, but some of those you know, lesser, te- lesser, te- lesser teams in Scotland aren't that great. They're not. They're not. Uh, South African, the South African Bok. Well, this test against the uh, the Wallabies, uh, the Bok made it personal. Yeah. It was a very personal thing. Yeah. They had a special hatred for the uh, Cadbury The fruit wallabies, and, and I don't know why. I don't know what sparked that. I don't know. But there's a story there. I wish we could get the uh, either Storm, either storm team to uh, crash I in on that. I it would be good to get Haim onto it. Haim, yes. Yeah, Haim. Yes. Take us through it. Take us through it. Uh, yeah. Now. Uh, Taz Madgan will captain the Opals in the World Cup later this month. What a great servant to the game she's been. It's not often you come across a person whom you can describe as an ornament to the game. No. Uh, Mick Cronin, for example, was an absolute ornament to rugby league. And there's no dispute about no. that. No. None, none. No. Uh, Liz Ellis was an ornament to netball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we have another... Ornament uh, with our with our uh, basketball, and we wish her all the best, um, Taz Madgan. And Nina Kennedy is the Diamond League pole vaulting champion. Incredible, incredible performance. Yeah, uh, this year's. There's a revolution happening in uh, pole vaulting in Australia, yeah. and it's largely gone unnoticed. Well, I'm telling you here today, we're noticing. We are noticing. Uh, wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. Kalen Ponga informs Mal Meninga that he's not available for the Kangaroos. And I hope there's. I hope his head's all right. I hope it's not a heady issue, and it sounds like it could be with uh, Kalen. We wish him all the best. And, mate, put your head first. 
put your head first. That's my uh, my advice. And maybe get a salt lick. Uh, Manly still at war, as HG has uh, alluded to. Uh, what I found disturbing is that the the Mad Monday celebration that the club put on, only half the team turned up. I know. That is That's very, a very disturbing. very disturbing development. I've never heard of such a thing happening before. Mad Monday is sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there is talk of Jake being the mad to bring the team together, Jake Trebojevic, and I think that's right. I think uh, Manly can turn to Jake and Jake won't let him down. If anyone knows in that Manly camp where the salt lick's hidden, it's Jake. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Shambles, the award-winning documentary of rampaging Roy Slavin's final season with the Lithgow Shamrocks, has just been released with narration by the Fox, Josh Adokar. Download this rugby league cinematic experience through bludging on the blind side. And we were, well, we have supported the efforts to keep Leichhardt Oval as a rugby league venue and improve the facilities, the uh, preserving the toilets, obviously, in Perspex, all those sort of things which are familiar, handrails, yeah. you know, better, you know, modern toilet facilities. Yes. And now on the eve of this match or, you know, in the 11th hour of this match down at uh, Points Bet Stadium, mm. it's now revealed that that's a absolute basket case of a stadium as well. Is it? Is it? So it's not m- a death trap though, is it, HG? Well, yeah. hang on, hang on. Uh, Look, I've got to be honest yeah. here. You know, if I was, if it wasn't so close to kick off, mm. I would probably be putting out a public service announcement. Okay. Is it too late to switch the venue to Leichhardt Oval? <laughs> I certainly don't think it is, uh, but uh, it may be mm. a bit of a blight on rugby league organisation to do that. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. And people, people oh, well, indeed, people have bought tickets and all sorts yeah. of things. Remember, of course, this season mm. started with the idea that in Queensland, yeah. the rugby league celebration, which was going to include fireworks and a lot of outdoor displays and stuff like that, yeah. had to be moved inside That's so right. that let all the fireworks go off inside. They now, did. We don't and want it, it became a death trap. <laughs> Thanks. We don't want that. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, I mean it's hard you, to know. Been, your lovers of rugby league struggle enough as it is. <laughs> they don't need to watch the game from a death trap. They don't. Now, you've got to understand here that we're in a difficult position here. We yeah. see ourselves as responsible journalists covering the greatest game of all yes. and bringing information that's not normally available to anybody in, you know, about these no. stuff like that, not normally available yeah. to people in this nation. No. So we come to the Points Bet Stadium, the death trap. Yep. Mouldy ceilings, wires across. Mouldy ceilings? Yeah, I know. Oh, man, I don't want to breathe mould. It's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Now, mouldy ceilings, wires across doorways, portaloos on the hill and a non-compliant stand that only seats 1,400 threatened to make the Shark Park redundant in two years without government funding. This comes from the Murdoch people. Wow. I wow. mean, they're, they're I not... no idea was... Oh, I, I've known it's been pretty... I've been down there a yeah. few times, pretty dodgy. Admittedly, I don't go anywhere near the buildings. Right. Uh, I did notice that uh, last time I went past it and there was a game on, the number of ambulances has increased, hasn't it? There must have been 50 or 60 ambulances mm. just parked out there on the off chance something might happen. Well, 
more than likely will happen. Yeah, right. I was out there the other day for a Parramatta Sharks game. Were you? I staggered. I mean, then people you, you, just... Well, you were lucky to get out of it alive. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Now, echoing the same fears as NRL rival West Tigers in the future of Leichhardt Oval, mm. Cronulla Chief Executive Dino Metsatasa, Tetsta, mm. says the Sharks' home ground could be doomed after the state government backflipped on the $90 million, uh, in funding upgrade to its rundown facilities. Right. And he blames a, a local MP called Mark Speaksman, mm. who he says has not supported the club after the government reneged on the agreement to fund Woolooware Ground. I tell you who's not supported it mm. is the former Prime Minister, Sooty Morrison. Mm. Well, he, he's the num- is he the number one shark fan? He's the number one shark. He said nothing about the state nothing. of the ground, and yet he goes down, swans in, swans out every yeah. Sunday yes. with obviously in the, in the old days, you know, an armed guard. Yes. To make sure no one well, is he still going? Is he still going? Is he still supporting going. the Sharks? I don't think he is. I think he's changed his tune completely. Has he? He has. He's dropped the. You know how he used to have the clobber? Yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacket, yeah. And right. and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Sold them on eBay. Right. Not that he got much for them. But so now he's go. dressed in Penrith colours, is he? <laughs> <laughs> right. If his Shark Park, which is owned by the club, would become redundant in uh, two years' time. We have been overlooked, especially when we are number one in New South Wales for, for, wait for it, the highest female participation rates and the second highest for junior participation. Well, that's this wonderful. Is a, this is in other areas, yes. not in the main shark line. No, okay. You know, that has, um, you know, obviously, you know, the big <sighs> names running around. Okay. Our local member should have been more vocal about the upgrade. Mm. It's embarrassing for him not to be supportive, but, mm. you know, he should open up on Morrison and get him down there and leading a campaign. Yes, Make points bet safe. Yeah. I mean, it's a simple... Simple message, isn't it? It's a simple message, yes, that's right. And <clears throat> now... Have, have points bet been approached, HD? Would they be interested? They'd in love to do it, I'm sure. Money I'm sure they could find at least $20 million yeah. a year yes. to build it because mm. uh, they earn so much money, all those uh, gambling operations. Mm. Now, uh, there was a $250 million pledge to redevelop the Shark Park, like Art and Brookvale Oval, but they've gone, those funds have now understandably gone to flood hit communities in the state's north, apart from Grafton, right. which has got nothing out of all that yeah. largesse. Well, hang on, wouldn't it be uh, <laughs> prudent to uh, forget about building this new stadium that is unnecessary in Penrith for the Panthers? They've got wonderful facilities. Yeah, last there. night. Last night, you yeah, saw No them. one complained. No one complained. Everyone had a great time. Yeah. Why not deploy those funds to Leichhardt Oval and to Shark Park? Now, can I go and make them <clears throat> world class? Yeah, can I go further than that? How about a, <clears throat> a punter's project, meaning people who support the Sharks, yes. working bees, would only take about three or four sad days. I think they could get it up and running. Mm-hmm. They could get rid of that mould, fix up the wiring and yes, so on. Yes. And there's plenty of tradies in the Shire yes. who'd love to donate a few hours okay. if they if they if well, that's a would start. Help. I mean. You know, imagine... That's a start. I, I, I think... Yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree it's a start. How many sparkies would you need? You, you've looked at the facilities. How many well, sparkies well, would I, be needed? I think you'd probably need 250. 250 sparkies? Yeah, well, there'd be 250 down. sparkies easily in the Cronulla area. They would. Who'd be happy to donate a Saturday. Exactly. That's what I mean. And if you had as a lure yes. that one family, one sparkies family could have a meal out with Scott Morrison, I'm sure they'd be Oh, dead. well, now you're talking. Yeah. See, that'd be great. Yes. What was it like, PM? Yeah. You know, well, how'd you get on with, you know, so-and-so? Yeah. Spud, is he any good? Yes. Except all that sort of stuff. Who's your favourite chap? Did you ever meet Sludge? <laughs> <laughs> the 
the Payne Haas Art Prize for the best portrait of a player or TikTok effort with rugby league theme is on again in 2022. $250,000 is up for grabs in the Haas, the richest rugby league art prize in the world. Have a crack at the Haas, bludgers. Yes, Roy. Oh, just on the text here, HGs, someone suggesting that 10 Peach won't be showing the A-League. It's the home of the Big Bang Theory, apparently. Why couldn't it show the A-League? It'd be a tight fit, I would have thought. It would be a tight fit. And what was the other 10 one you had? Bold. Bold. Oh, bold. it's probably on bold. Yeah, it's probably on bold. <laughs> now, uh, look, going back to the uh, the boss of Cronulla, mm. very unfortunate to suggest we're going to get significant funding to build the Centre of Excellence and upgrade the stadium. See, they were hanging out for a yes. another fantastic... I mean, these Centres of Excellence are turning teams around. Just wait till you see what, you know, that pool with the logo of the Tigers in the bottom, what it does for the Tigers. Yes. Doesn't no. take a lot. No. Just somebody saying, have pride in your team. Yes, that's pride true. Pride in the line, I pride, think was your... Pride in the line, yeah. Yeah. Now... Although uh, I don't think Concord's the right location. It's a bit no man's land oh, for agree. the West Tigers. I agree. So know, it's, neither, here it's neither here nor there. Yeah. And West so maybe it's all – I would consider shifting that centre of excellence, relocating it. To like, Campbelltown? Like at all Campbelltown. Yeah, yeah. Either one, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the centre of upgrade to the stadium, which would have seen an additional 6,000 seats mm. undercover at a suburban ground. Good. Now, now we have been told potentially get zero. The change rooms for the away team are barely a step above high school level. Oh, no. Dear. You know how bad high school change rooms can be. I mean, they're just a complete disaster, a bomb site. They are. I, I don't think 250 sparkies is going to be enough. No. To fix that because you've got hot water systems. Yes. You know, you've got, uh, you know, obviously hand dryers. Mm. You've got Do they to, need retiling, HG? I Think probably would. would. Yeah, mm. and probably doors put back on the cubicles. I, I don't know what the modern approach yeah. is to these things. They I might, don't know. You know, design people, architects might have to get involved because mm. they'll be, you know, ripped off their hinges. Well, you've got to have, uh, yes, you've got to have <coughs> rugby league compliant. Yeah, exactly, rugby league compliant. Rugby yes. league compliant toilet doors yeah. that are very hard to move. Move. Mm. Or remove. Yeah. Now, high school, with old carpet and small wooden benches, that's what they've got in there at the moment. Oh, dear. Oh, I mean... We can't have high school kids changing in old carpet and small benches, can we, right? No, not if there's mould in the room, no. No, exactly. Mould on parts of the ceiling, wires are hanging down, uh, and the hydrotherapy baths look like a public pool. I mean, oh, Oh God. You know what that means, don't you? Mm -hmm. It's a code for urine. Urine, yes. Yes. The team's toilets are dated. And have mainly urinals. Occasionally, seats come loose. Oh, oh no! The seats, the seats are loose. loose. Yeah, in I the members' hate that. in the members' stand, while the fans on the hill have to queue at Portaloos. Oh no! The boss said uh, upgrade would uh, have provided home and away change rooms, facilities for women, yes. and an improved medical room. Right now, the Sharks NRLW team, which is due to enter the competition next season, has been left in limbo oh, because they can't provide facilities. Right. We can't play women's sport at Shark Park as a double header because the facilities aren't up to scratch. Oh. It seems the state government doesn't like the idea of promoting women's sport in their case. Now, oh. truth to that, isn't that amazing? Well, those Portaloos, HG, do they have uh, hand washing facilities in them or not? Uh, now that's an excellent question. I believe some do. Some but the do. ones, the pictures are the ones that I've got certainly don't. Well, where, how do people wash their wash hands? Wash their hands. Or t- so they, because if you go, you go to the toilet and you think, oh, well, I might have a pie. 
Well, you've got to go into the mould, centre of mould, and then wash your hands in the centre of mould mm. before you have your pie. Dear. I mean, it is, that is hard to imagine. I had this, no idea it was this bad. Well, the, the difficulty is that this team is one of your top four teams. Yes, it it's is. It's not like an also-round no, like, no, you no, know. No, like West Tigers. Well, or the Dogs. Yeah. I don't know what Gus is going to do out there at Belmont. It's just the same out there, mould everywhere. Yeah. Why? Well, down? I tell you what, it puts pressure on our on our medical facilities as well. The number of people in the Cronulla area turning up to their local GP with mould with mold related respiratory problems I mean, is going through the roof. Peter Volandis is rugby league. Peter Volandis is a great Australian, wrapped in the blood-soaked flag of Anzac. A giant who builds our dreams, painted in the true colours of Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. And while all that was going on down at, uh, you know, Shark Park, Point Bet Stadium, etc. Yes. On the eve of the NRL finals, the city's... That's the city of Sydney's sport, business, and political leaders gathered on Thursday at the code's newest hub, Allianz Stadium, to argue the case as who will become the premiers. Now, all of a sudden, from mouldy wires, oh, sorry, they may be mouldy wires, mouldy dressing rooms, yeah, yeah. no change room for women, you know, yeah. high school standard, Port Alouse, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The movers and shakers are in there, <clears throat> you know, at a Hems restaurant. This is where the blood, sweat and fears for the year come together in one of the most exciting final series in a long time, according to Rugby League Commission Chairman and the man who sleeps in his suit, Peter Volandis. Right. So on one hand, you've got busted-ass operations trying to keep something going in the Cronulla area, which is a very affluent area of Sydney. It is. And would have plenty of tradies who'd be prepared, as you point out, Mm -hmm. to donate. I think your figure was 250 tradies would donate a Saturday or a Sunday to come down and fix up Shark Park. Now, then we get uh, the Murdoch Presses who hosted the boss, hosted the luncheon. Mm -hmm. He told 100 power lunches, rugby league is much more than a sport it binds our city together and also represents the best of what our city is. Yes. The drive, the passion, yep. the energy and the fierce rivalries, but also common purpose. Yes. And then at, yeah. while they're sitting there having their lobs- And coping with difficult circumstance. You know, you, 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 you're a shark fan. They've had to endure this, these horrible facilities for so long without complaining. I know. This is the first I've heard of this it. This is the first I've heard of it. The death trap that is points yes. So let's call yes. it what it is. Let's right. call it what it is. Yeah. You'd be mad to go tonight. Or yes. Demi- yeah, it's tonight. Mm. Down to Shark Park because you're going to not come home. No, a ticket is a lottery in death. <laughs> Isn't it? And we're not offering salt lick on the way in either. No, there's no salt lick. You have to bring your own. If you can smuggle it in. <laughs> now, obviously 800 million was spent to throw this... Uh, monstrosity in the air, and the New South Wales Venues Chairman, Tony Shepherd, thanked News Corp mm-hmm. uh, Chairman Michael Miller for championing the, the new build. Yep. I, <clears throat> Tony says, I was here last Friday and the passion was amazing. Right. Now, hang on a minute. The passion. You could have put that match on, you know, Rabbits v Roosters. Yeah. You've got to every day, yeah. Thanks, Robert. Yes. Watch yes. Oval, no matter where you put it on, there's going to be a Because that, what a stupid idea. Because they hate each other's guts. <laughs> That's right. And that's annoying that somehow they built the stadium so they're going to have passion in it. Yeah. That, 
rubbish. Mm. It's what goes into the stadium, i.e. roosters and rabbits that makes it passionate. Yep. This was built to bring people together and they are well loving it. Mm. Now, set that against the problems at Shark Park. Yep. I mean, what are, the, what are they saying? People who go to Shark Park aren't passionate about rugby league? Yep. The people who are going saying. down tonight? That's what they're saying. The cowboys who have driven all the way down, they've gotten the cars on Tuesday. Yeah. They'd spent four days driving down. Yeah. I'm using yeah. this because, you know, it's the wrong way to s- geography to no, drive no, from I know what you mean, Townsville to But it's Sydney. the same with Leichhardt Oval. I mean, they don't care about passion at Leichhardt Oval, do they? They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. See, this is what gets me. It's okay for those who have got $19 for a beer in their pocket. Yeah. And the rest of people can go. For and- your eastern suburbs. Yeah, that's right. Jet set. Jets. Your jet setters. Yeah, who fly in and fly, fly in out. and fly out. Yeah. Don't give a bugger. Yeah, don't realise. Couldn't it. care about the people they fly over. <laughs> Could they? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's a sad state to be at the end of the season when we should be lauding everything about mm. great and good about rugby league. Yeah. And we find ourselves defending yes. the indefensible. That's right. That it's worth going to Shark Park to almost take a lottery in death. That's exactly right. <laughs> See, I've just, you know, sometimes you think, well, where is the sanity here? And well, I'm not talking I, I know, about, I know. I'm not talking about... Sometimes you, I, I, I agree with you completely. Sometimes you think, well, the world can't get madder. But it does, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, I'm not opposed to the money being spent on people who no, need it. No, I They're... want money spent on rugby league as much as anyone does. But, but it's going to be directed carefully with yeah. consideration. And you know when I argue about this a lot, that it's got to do with our great-grandkids having this enormous bill mm. that they're going to have to pay off and we'll be all dead and forgotten. Yes. And now do we think when well, they look back Do we want kids down the track to think, what were those people thinking? <laughs> well, we're here now and we can't tell what they're thinking. I don't know. I don't know what Philanders is thinking. I've no idea. Uh, uh. What I fear is that he hasn't got a thought at all. McLaughlin Gate. No one is talking about it, and yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side is all ears. Yes, now... Let's, because uh, we're running up to the news, focus on Taylor and May. And I did notice Gus Gould uh, stepped out this week and claimed that the, uh, well, the Penrith winger should be congratulated after being found guilty of assault, occasionally actual body, bodily harm in a pub fight. Right. Now, he suggested that uh, why argue over whether Taylor and May's suspension should be served? Why was he suspended at all? Now, this, take, this takes us to an arcane idea mm-hmm. that Taylor May has been suspended because he got involved in a pub fight for two matches. Right. But like racing, we're going to postpone the, the, the beginning of the suspension until next year, until a time sometime in the future, so he can play right. last night. Yeah, right. So he can play last night. Yeah. Now, no conviction recorded by the court. Oh, there was no conviction recorded? No, $1,000 fine. Right. $1,000 fine. Hardly serious matter. Video clearly shows that he diffused the situation before it escalated. Why football is always wrong. Mm. May should be congratulated. This came after Magistrate uh, Matthew McLaughlin labelled May's actions as reprehensible and cowardly. The victim struck his head on the floor during the altercation. Right. Now, now. So someone was knocked to the floor. Yeah. Remarkably, 
the man who sleeps in his suit, Valandis, mm. has revealed the suspension was deferred for fans. All right, yes. He told Channel 9, a lot of ex-players look at it through a player's lens. We look at it through everyone's lens and the most important person at the moment is the fan. Oh, wow. Right, yeah, maybe. okay. Yeah. So he's going to think, well, you can get away with murder as long as you're a rugby league player because fans are fans. what's important here. Fans. You know, and we can suspend things. Yes. Like in racing, often maybe somebody gets suspended, like Damien Oliver might get suspended, and they say, well, you've got your book already booked on 20 rides, mm. so ride them out before you start the suspension. Obviously, Taylor May was picked to play last night, mm. so he can get rid of that before he has to serve the suspension. Mm. I mean, it would be okay if that was everybody's yeah. position. Mm. So... Cleary came back last night to play in the Penrith game. Yes. If they had delayed his suspension under this system, he would have been able to play the whole season, play last night, keep going and maybe serve the suspension next year. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that, that, that that's not a bad solution, is it? Um, well, I'm, I, I'm opening the conversation. Yeah, I know, I know, I know you are. Well, let's say, let's say a rugby league player does do something untoward in general public and is found guilty and has to serve you know, let's say five or ten years in stir. Mm-hmm. Now, should he be able to play Should he be able to, be, to get NRL leave career? to, get leave to mm-hmm. go to training mm-hmm. and play on the weekend mm-hmm. um, so the fans aren't denied yeah. being able to enjoy his work mm. on the paddock? Mm. That's that's the Vlanders' position, The Vlanders' position is clear. Yes. That's, that we suspend everything. Sure. Nothing happened. Yeah. Taylor May, can I point out, is a winger. Yes. So there's, that's got to be factored into this. Yeah, because people love their wingers, don't they? They do. I mean, there is a theory people only turn up to have a look at wingers. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to the second hour of The Bludge. And if you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222, probably a well-known text number by now. And, of course, the old-style snail mail address, roynhg at abc.net.au is the place to go. And the following people have, Roy. Uh, yes, they have, actually. Just uh, Michelle. Uh... Yeah, Michelle. Is suggesting could the white substance in Wayne Carey's pocket have been the remains of salt lick? Well, we I think that's what the only well, I'd logical... say no. I'd say no. Do you reckon? Because salt lick's brown, right? I, I was going to say something like that. He suggested anti-inflammatories. Yeah, now, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. Yes, true. Anti-inflammatories. True. Unless unless recent research has shown that salt lick helps you with. Inflammation in the body. I don't think it does. I, I don't think. It, oh no, it, it addresses cramping issues. True. And that's what True. this is all about, Right, cramping. I don't know if Wayne Carey's got cramping issues. I assume not. No. Don't know. Now, uh, to begin hey, with, did H- you know people taking salt lick recreationally, say, late at night, you know, think, oh, I've got a bit of lick here, do you want to have a go? <clears throat> oh, well, I think back in the day um, when we did use the salt lick in the dressing rooms. Um, people got a charge out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there was a bit of a trade Mm-hmm. Happening off-site, so to speak. Yeah, special um, lick. Yeah, you could get special lick. Sure. Sure, treated lick, we call it. <laughs> TL. Bit of TL. Hence the term feeling licky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, no, it was pretty easy to come by. We used to buy it at the police station. In the kilo pack. In those days. It was a different world then. Yeah, different time. Totally. Different different sensibilities. Much more tolerant. Yeah, much more tolerant. And people, the police encourage people to enjoy themselves. Yes. I'm not knocking the police. No, no, no. No, no, no. Difficult difficult job. Very difficult Yeah, very difficult job. I wouldn't want to be police in a million years. Now, Ken from Rockhampton's been in touch. Um... And he's very disappointed in the way we pronounced Barcaldon last week. Ah, uh, probably, yeah. And we, we got it wrong. And I do apologise. I do apologise to the people of Barcaldon. And it won't happen again. Yeah. Uh, now. We were uh, lucky to get a message from them. Yeah. Oh, well, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Anyway. Uh, now, Happy Rugby League, this come from Max. He says, with the announcement last week of a farewell talk show world tour for Serena Williams and James Tamu, there was <laughs> there was also a suggestion that they could play some tennis. Well, why not? Why couldn't these two exceptional athletes come out of retirement and team up for some mixed doubles? Obviously, I'm not suggesting they join the gruelling tennis tour week in, week out, but instead they just zone in on the four Grand Slam mixed doubles titles and perhaps one or two lead-up tournaments before each major. What That's a quite great a nice idea. idea. That is an excellent idea. It is a and great I'll idea. And I tell you what, they'd be pretty... Pretty mm. solid combo. They would. They cover the ground well, they, and there's plenty of plenty would. of chance for a power shot or two. And if you want people to smash rackets, I'd love to see, see James, James Tamo get behind a racket. Yes, <laughs> on the long end of a racket. Uh, uh, now this uh, this is uh, come from Max again. With the very exciting suggestion last week, Allianz Stadium being used in between games as a chicken farm. And with the dilemma of what to do next for the narrow-tied James Tarmo, I was thinking, why not a chicken farm be undertaken at Leichhardt Oval? After his farewell talk show, World Tour with Serena winds up, why couldn't James be left with some help from, you know, Benny Elias or someone like that and be tasked with running the Leichhardt Oval chicken farm? Well, what a great idea. It is a very good idea. Free-range eggs, rugby league. Yes, rugby league eggs. eggs. That's it, rugby league eggs. Rugby league eggs. What a selling point. As big as a ball. As big as a Satan. Yeah, as big as a footy. Yeah. And, you, you, well, sells itself, doesn't yes. it? Yes. You might have a range, Black Orpingtons. Well, well you would. Rhode Island Reds and yeah. stuff like that, and they'd be sectioned off mm-hmm. inside the 20-metre line, red zone. Yep. Either, either end, there'd be different chickens yeah. all the way along. Yep. And there'd be sizes. You'd have, uh, you know, tamo-sized. I would. You'd have an Elias-sized. Yeah. Which is a little bit smaller. A little bit smaller. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you might have, you know. I Tucker know. Coleman's. Tiger Coleman's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dozen t- Coleman's. T- yeah, yeah, mind, yeah, 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 yeah. Two boxes of Tuggers, thanks. Um, thanks, James. Loved your show. Loved, you, loved your world tour, mate. That was fantastic. And mixed doubles. Oh, what's yeah. Serena really like? Yeah. Oh, she's great. Um, <laughs> following on from your conversation last week about Barry Richards getting paid a dollar run, run yes. for South Australia in 1971. This is yeah. Chris from Bunbury in Western Australia. I decided to try and calculate it into today's money using your reference of a house costing $50 in 1971. <laughs> Barry Richards scored 1,538 runs, earning him 1,538 that season. If a house cost $50 back then, that would equate to having enough money to buy 30 houses. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if you take today's average house price of half a million, then the cost of 30 houses would be $15 million. Divide the $15 million into 1,538 runs and that would equate to, in today's money, a staggering $9,752 per run. Well, I think people would come and play for that. Yeah. If you look at Virat Kohli's IPL 2022 salary of $2.8 million, 
and divide that into the 340 runs he scored, he got paid $8,211 per run. Almost exactly the same, Almost, roughly, uh, roughly. My question is, where did South Australia get the staggering $1,538 to pay Barry Richards? What an Could Cam Smith and the Eye of the Storm team please investigate? What an excellent email. That is an excellent idea. Isn't that great? Yes. Isn't that great? That's impossible to imagine that Virat Kohli yep. is playing for the amount of money yep. that Barry Richards played for. In 1971. Wow. Staggering bit of work. Uh, this has come from uh, Roger. He says the property boom generated by negative gearing with the ability to claim home loan interest as a tax deduction presents an idea to help raise the profitability of the gambling industry Very good. by allowing interest for money borrowed <clears throat> for gambling purposes as a tax deduction. Like negatively geared yeah. gambling debts. Yep. Imagine the boost this would have particularly <coughs> if tax refunds were issued as gambling credits to ensure continuity of the impetus. With a more robust gambling industry comes increased sponsorship, touches wages go up and funding for more rugby league stadiums, a win-win for the government and the gambling industry and the rugby league industry in particular. He says, with a new government, if not now, when? Lovely. Now, look, can I say... That would be a shot in the arm, wouldn't it? Would. it? That would be a big bloody salt lick for the yeah. gambling industry. A rising tide floats all boats. Yeah. Now, look, can I just ask, how would you feel Points Bet Stadium? I mean, we come back to the very nub of the issue that's but set yep. this program today, that's bothered yep. this program today. Yep. We have the vehicle in place yep. for the Points Bet Stadium. Yes, right. We have the end result, which is a much better place to play rugby league. Yep. And we have this tax deductibility yep. for everything that went through Points Bet Stadium mm. Uh you know, punt-wise. Right. Someone unnamed is saying that their club imported 75-kilogram blocks uh, block of salt licks from Colombia. They're high quality. <laughs> yeah, what happened? I don't know. Yeah. Story sort of drifts away. Mm. Now, this... Well, that could be the case. This has come from Nick. <clears throat> I trust you are aware... Prime Minister Albanese's comments made this week on ABC Radio Sydneycombe regarding a team in Papua New Guinea being in the national interest. Yes, yes, the Kummels. Yep. He has doubled down on his previous comments in support of a Papua New Guinea team in the NRL and elevated to a matter that warrants immediate discussion in Cabinet, if not the National Security Committee. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what he's wondering is, is it time that there needed to be a Minister for Rugby League in Cabinet? Right. Well, this does put... It does, doesn't it? I mean, it's you can't expect Penny Wong as foreign minister to understand the nuance and importance of rugby league in our... Foreign In our diplomacy. Pacific neighbours. <coughs> yes. Yes, well, that's it. Yeah, but you that's see, it. I don't, I'm not knocking Penny Wong and she's no, doing not, a great she's job. Doing a great but job. she comes mm. from South Australia. She does. She knows nothing she, about rugby league. Yeah. You can't expect it to. Exactly. She has uh, AFL football to worry about in she terms does. of those sort of things. Yes. Now, the rugby league, of course, as you're absolutely right, is the nuance is that the majority of teams now have representative of Pacific nations. They, they are, Yes. Yes. Uh, and probably getting more so as time goes by. That's right. By. That's exactly right. Yep, yep, yep. So I think it is important to, if you're taking I, a national perspective on sport, mm -hmm. to begin to open the discussion about, well, yeah. let's deal with it as it is. Yes, yes, yes. See, if we reach out to uh, – the, the way Solomon Islands has been handled, for example, I don't know if rugby league is played in Solomon Islands. Mm -hmm. Let's assume it is. Mm -hmm. Well, shouldn't we – isn't that the – 
the way pathway. we should be reaching out. That, isn't that the indeed, way? In? Indeed, indeed. Uh, could the kangaroos go on a, a good tour will, there? Yes, goodwill mission. Yeah, play or just all the just a, a goodwill ambassador of rugby league there each month. Say James Tarno is going to be in Solomon Islands for the next month. Wonka Blake. Yes. You know, and what would be great is if they went to schools and yeah. said, hello, I've come from, you know, oh, no, yeah. this sensibilities. Well, they know who he is. Yeah, no, Aren't they, you they, James Tarno? Yeah. <laughs> sensibilities have to be worried about here. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, I'm sure mm. we can overcome the various rivalries between the nations yep. because of rugby league. Now, Charles <laughs> has been in touch. Charles is from Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. It would be a bit tricky in Hong Kong at the moment, I would It would thought. be. I mean, I hope he's not... Very difficult. ...talking up rugby league Well, because... he is talking about rugby uh, league. I hope the authorities... I hope rugby league hasn't been politicised in Hong Kong. That's what I'm saying. I just hope. He says he was enthused last week by all the discussions surrounding rugby league immortals, having been pondering the question myself as to whether the two new ones were going to be announced this year. Uh, when the first immortals were announced in 1981... Churchill, Fulton, Gaznier and Raper, the occasion was met with such respect and admiration by the rugby league-loving public and commemorated by Hunter Valley Wine Vineyard, sorry, Elliot's Wines, releasing four bottles of their vintage port as a box set. Each of the four players represented on the label of their own bottle. These would be worth a fortune today. They would, wouldn't they? They would, but... <clears throat> Uh, rugby league ports have gone out of favour. I mean, when we started, you know, yes. you could get Peter Sterling port. You could. Doug uh, Walters had a port. Doug, quite yeah. a few cricketers had ports. Yeah. Now, I suppose port, it's still going on. It's just is a, port. Still port, I never think about port these days. No, do you go to the bottle shop and think, oh, I've got to get a bottle of port? No, I don't. Port. I never do. No. Do you look online and think, oh, no. there's a lovely port? You dream online of, of, of a great port. Is that what you mean? Yeah, wow. Yeah. But it'd be interesting for someone to... You know, see if you on eBay if you could buy one of those Clive Churchill original ports, ports from the Hunter Valley, Elliot's Wines. Now, come back to the question. What, and what, <clears throat> what's it worth? Here. Now, he goes on. As an expatriate, I love the idea of combining the Man of Feathers internationalisation plans with the announcement of the next Immortals and agree Greece would be the perfect location. But instead of the Panathenaic Stadium, why not Mount Olympus? Make the announcement there. The yes. Mortals. Now, this has got to do with that the Greek yes. rugby league community is, yes, is over is the moon. now able to come out yes, during I was daylight. Say, correct. Over the moon. Yep. Because the bans on playing rugby league have been lifted. That's right. Now, That's right. I would just thought that the person in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, how about this? Our rugby know, league dreamer. Our rugby league dreamer. Mm-hmm. What would happen if we announced if we sent Volandis to Hong Kong yes. and he went up on the border between Hong Kong and China? I know that border's obliterated now, but be that may historical. Mm. And he's announced the new immortal there. Because this would include Wow, that'd get up the nose of uh, well, everybody, really. President Xi, wouldn't it? It would. That's what I mean. Yes. <clears throat> because people in China have obviously been following rugby league for years now. Yeah. But and underground. They're, they're, not, yeah, allowed, they're no, not allowed to They're not allowed to talk about no. it. No. It's all sign language. It's all, yeah, exactly. Now. Exactly. <coughs> they've got to meet, you know, at midnight on a moonless night. Yeah, they've got to do the Greek stuff. And just whisper. Yeah. Got me so click. Yeah. Uh, Stu from Winner Manly, happy rugby league, he said. Uh, for the issue of a major shortage of touches in Australian league matches at grassroots, the game's administrators with the federal government must reach out to Papua New Guinea, Samoa uh. and Tonga via uh, work visas. Their people have unquestionable passion and love for the game, etc., etc. Um, what he's 
asking for, in essence, is that more money go not into players. You know, the says the, the district development idea raised by Andrew Johns, forget about key position players being Clubland's problem, Mary, for the greatest game of all. He says it's it's competent administrators. He wants more money to go into rugby league administration. Do you think that's so a good idea? So we have better administrators, much better administrators. Well, look what's idea? happening at Shark Park. Yeah, I know, but... Look what's happening with the, with the yeah, like Centre of Ed's Excellence uh, like at, at, at No Man's Land. Yeah, Concord. Yeah. I mean, is there going to be a shuttle bus between Leichhardt Oval and Concord to bring players? Well, either way, you've got a lot of travel. Yeah, I know. You know, the players have got to hop on the bus mm. for an hour, hour and a half from Campbelltown mm. to Concord. Yeah, never mind the traffic. Never mind the traffic. Up, yeah, hold you up for another hour. Yes. <clears throat> Look, uh, administrators. I mean, do we need better? I think we do need better administrators. Who are the great administrators of rugby league? That's my question. The you days know, gone by. Yeah, like Kevin Humphreys. Would you put him up? Yes. Or, Yes, or yeah, is Frank Facer at, uh, at 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 St, St. George. George, and then the oh, the Bullfrog. Oh, the Bullfrog, bullfrog you, at you, Canterbury Bankstown. Yeah, you forget him. He was great. And my favourite, whose <laughs> name escapes me, he ran the Olympic stadiums and then moved up to the Hunter to run, run a winery. He oh, was there for years. Oh, uh, oh, yes, it'll come to me. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Sorry, yeah. but shouldn't have done that. No, that's all right. Uh, look, I'm not opposed to better. Yeah, could we have a scholarship? Mm-hmm. You mean John Quayle? John Quayle. John Quayle. The he Quayle was, He was the administrator's administrator, I know, wasn't he's he? Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yes. Now, the Quayle But see, where's the – they're quality people. Where Who's replaced them, these faceless people? Well, you've got – That do ma- nothing. The bloke That make dumb decisions that have sent rugby league – that have turned many of our old stadiums into, into bloody death traps. That's what's happening, isn't it? It is. It is. But the quail... So maybe he's got a point. Maybe we've got to put, you know, not the, the 300 million or the 500 million that's being earmarked for Penrith. Yeah. Put that into administration. Well, can I suggest the quail scholarship? Yes. Say a million dollars a year for yes. some bright person in the community who thinks they've got an idea about how to run rugby league. And they could what go to Harvard. Great idea. Harvard and get But a... shouldn't we earmark our, our boldest and brightest in schools? Yeah, I do. I tap them in early. In schools, tap them early. Someone who's in kindergarten now, who's really bright, switched on. And it can count to six. Get the parents inside and say, look, a million bucks a year for your kitty. Yeah. If they commit themselves to rugby league administration. Want to get involved in the cryptocurrency caper, but you're after something with a rugby league twang? Why not sink the hard-earned into the maroon aerium or the top-of-the-range guffo? Available only through bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, any news on those wines, those port wines? Oh, the uh, immortal Elliot's wines, the box set. Mm. Well, it seems on eBay recently, or at least about two years ago, uh, a box set of the Immortals Port went for five dollars. Isn't that incredible? What great, great value. value that is! <laughs> you wouldn't open them though, would you? Because port oh, no, wine, no, no, port wine's getting back. Mm. You know, people wrote Riesling off for a long time, and they now did. it's really back. It is back, yeah, mm. yeah. So and maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Port's gone away. But as you say, the these fashion title and the tidal. tide of Port will come back Return, in, and when yeah. it does, that, somebody it, set. 
Yeah, that, a, a set of that will go through. And your what roof. a talking point! What I a great, great, great investment for five bucks! I know you've got the box set. set. I know, and on the mantelpiece at home in the games room, yes, you've got an endless conversation. Who are these people? Why yeah. have you collected them? Where'd you get it from? How much did it cost? When did they play? That's are right. they immortals? Are they any good? Who's yeah. the current immortals? I mean, that's just for starters. For starters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but I don't know if it's still going. Whether you can get a complete set of port. I don't know if Elliot's wines have done all the other, like the Joey Johns, all yeah, of that. Yeah. That would be a complete set. And other league heroes. Other league heroes, And yes. which would be the most popular ones. Yes. And why hasn't a beer brand put out an, uh, an immortal beer? Uh, now, I think from time to it, time do they? they do it. Do they? Well, <clears throat> right. you know Frank Burge? This is way off topic, but doesn't matter. Frank the great Burge, Frank Burge, yeah, almost this, forgotten, but now an immortal Frank yeah, Burge. Yeah. They, the uh, Glebe, he played for Glebe. This is long forgotten history. The Glebe Fruiterers? The Glebe Fruiterers, yes. yes. They decided to re-establish the Glebe team yes. in more recent times, and it's going very well in the, the minor grades. It doesn't have an NRL Oh, size. the Dirty Reds. Dirty Reds. Right. So they decided to put out a Burge Lager as a promotional oh. vehicle and a... A thing to get yes. people interested. Yes, yes. How'd it go? A, Did it? I went through the roof. I on a par with the Lishman Lager. <laughs> right. Not in taste or anything like that. It was a full strength beer. Right. But you know, sold as many. Yeah. And remember, of course, marketing's changed a lot from when Burge played. Oh yes. And uh, with the modern techniques, you know, you'd have to break the idea of who Frank Burge was again. Yeah. Before you could interest people in a beer. No, that's based true. on those great exploits. Yep. 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 No. Uh, Stuart has just let us know, actually, that the yet-to-be-heritage-listed toilets behind the goals at Leichhardt Oval are going to be getting an upgrade from early October ahead of the 2023 NRL season, which will be the final season for Rugby League at Leichhardt Oval. And is there any news on what the future plans for Leichhardt Oval are No. once we stop playing rugby league? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't right. know. And this is a great concern to certainly... Uh, uh, the mayor, Darcy Burns. No, I know uh, that. I know that. But, you know, what would have been great <clears throat> yeah. at, um, you know, the big show where yeah. they all got together and talked about who was going to win the oh, flag yes. this year yes. during the week, mm. if they'd made an announcement along the lines of, and by the way, yes. speaking of ovals, it's great here, yeah. but we are committed as a sport, yeah. as a city, as a passionate group of rugby league supporters mm. to continue playing rugby league at Leichhardt Oval and improving the conditions in the ground and... Preserving the current toilets. <laughs> yes. in I, I mean, that's not a big ask. It's not a big ask. Because the, the, the game is loaded with money. Yeah. Absolutely loaded with money. And it's got well, a new it TV deal coming up. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I, I hope the uh, whoever's doing the upgrade of these toilets know what they're doing and know what to preserve. Well, isn't, you, isn't your argument that the patina is priceless? Well, <laughs> it's the only thing going for it. Really, that... Well, wait a minute. Mm. Students of plumbing will come, you know, from TAFEs. Yeah. I mean, do they teach t- plumbing at TAFEs still or is it learned on the job? Well, at the... I, I, I don't know. No. I, I, Fair I enough. really don't okay. know. Okay. Experts in, yes. you know, connecting bums to the sea yes. will come and have a look and think, well, you know, well, how did they do it now? Yeah, but days? there's no guarantee that this is going to happen. What I imagine is that the, uh, the, the council or whoever's in control of this is going to put out, ask for tenders and take the cheapest and someone's just going to come in who doesn't know what they're doing, has no respect for rugby league, has no understanding of the historical significance of the patina on those toilets, and it's just going to go in 
barge their way in with, with a backhoe or something, and knock them lot. down and build something new that's horrible. That's my fear. Well, for, well founded on what rugby league has done so far, apart from Shark Park, yeah. where the whole thing is falling to bits. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine, you know, that Shark Park is a model of consistency, largely because no one did bugger all about it. Yeah. Now, can I ask, uh, coming back to the mm. question which we left before the news, oh, yes. which was to do with Taylor May. Yes. Now. When it, whether he should serve his two-week sus- two suspension. Question. Now or in the future? Can I just cite? Could he? Could he? Could he do it when he's injured? I think what an excellent idea. That'd be the way to do it, wouldn't it? That'd be the most elegant. Like solution. wait till next year yes. and he gets injured, God forbid, yeah. and all of a sudden he's got two weeks with a say a cracked fibia, yeah, or tibia, yeah. Then he could do the two weeks then. That that's would be true. Great... I've got a feeling he might have picked up an injury last night. Yeah, I think that's right. Didn't he go off he... at one point? Yeah, yeah. So I think so. He may not play. She'll so say he, round three next year. So he's done it. He's done it. Now, can I just raise a very sad story and jump code here? Yeah. The Carlton Football Club in their mid-season draft drafted a player. I think his name was Hayes. Hayes, a, yes. a relative of uh, the great training family. Right. And he luckily enough got a start in one of the matches uh, around that time they were stuck with injuries and so they put Hayes on the wing, I think. Did they? Mm. Unfortunately, he got involved in one of those tackles which the tribunal Mm-hmm. thought he should have two weeks off. Right. So in his first game, he managed to get a tackle, which then obviously... Put him two weeks on the bench. Two weeks on the bench, on the pine. Right. Now, of course, what happened is the other players recovered mm-hmm. and so they took his place. So here, what a tragic story. One match, yeah. spent all that time training, all those years, yeah. thinking, dreaming yeah. of becoming an A-grade AFL player, mm-hmm. gets his chance, does a, a tackle which... In most cases, was pretty innocuous, but anyway, the tribunal thought it was worth two weeks. The other players come back, and now he's delisted. I think I'm not sure if that's right. Well, that's a shocking story. I know. Here, if yeah. we had the suspension, yes. he could have done the suspension at the end of his career. Yes. Well, that makes just so much more sense. Careful, supervised gambling in schools. Only the Rugby League Party is putting our kids first. Someone's suggesting, actually, just on the text, that... Uh, yes, sir. ...that Leichhardt Oval could be turned into the world's first rugby league cemetery. Right. I don't know how the locals would feel about that. But, but has it got any people buried in it already? Is well, there no. any proof that it no. works as a cemetery? No, but with if the rugby league supported this and we got the funding... Perhaps uh, rugby league players from gone by who've left us could be relocated to Leichhardt. <clears throat> okay, let's let's decide that we could bury. Mm. I mean, what a great topic! I, yes. We may not have enough time to get to the end of it in today's no. show. But you'd have an immortals section, obviously. Yeah, and people have played one game. Yeah, sure. You know, but yeah. anyone who's I, played first grade. Yeah, first grade, ticketed yeah. first grade player. Sure. Now, can I just say that what I'd like to see is that this is used as a means of raising money yes. to preserve Leichhardt Oval. So you bury them wherever they want to on, on the ground, you know, at the 20-metre line or the underneath the black dot, wherever they want it, doesn't worry me. But you keep uh, playing rugby league on the top of it yeah. and there's a plaque 
say, yes. in the revamped grandstand, <laughs> which says, you know, I, I mean, let's make up a name, James Smith, who played yes. 30 games for, you know, I don't know. Sure. The Cowboys sure. is buried here, was died on such and such a date. A modest plaque. Modest Maybe plaque. the size of a $5 note. Mm. Uh, just okay. to kind of put it in some sort of context. Those people, sure. It's not a size of Sydney Harbour Heads or anything like that. Uh-huh. It's a tiny plaque. Right. Now, okay. this means that it's continually revitalised with people being buried there and the money, it's self-generating. It's fun mm. forever, Roy. Yeah. Because people will always be dying. Mm. I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. But do you get what I mean? Uh, I, I suppose I do get what you mean. So so you're not actually going to be walking on the graves no, or no, playing no, no. rugby league on the graves. No, correct. There's no marking of the graves like a Waverley Cemetery or Rookwood or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because in know. some cultures that, that's seen as offensive to, it is, to it walk is. on someone's grave. It is. It is. I, I don't resolve from that. No. I'm, I'm suggesting attitudes change. Oh, I guess so, they do. I guess so, they do. Yeah. People like your uncle. But but you're going to get some people going to say, oh, you, you're not going to exhume, you know, Dad and put him there with people that play rugby league on him. That's not going to – I don't want you to do that. Well, you don't have to. You need, Dad can stay where he is. It's not necessary. It's not forced. I mean, this isn't a authoritarian. It's not draconian. It's choice. You know, you can do it if you want to. Yeah. Well, I think it'd have a lot more significance and meaning if everyone was there, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, I agree it? with you. Yes. That you mean you mean that we all would right. force all ticketed you, rugby league players all, to yeah. be buried at Leichhardt Oval? They've got to be. They've got to be. And I think it, there's going to have to be some sort of system where bodies are exhumed. Obviously, After you, five don't, years? you don't want to get the families involved. A huge mortar and pestle. Then the dust. <laughs> Keep going. I'll take it. <laughs> to like a yeah, and then oh. the plaque. Then the plaque is put up. Right. So wouldn't that right. be the best way of doing it? Look, I'm open to suggestions. Really, I mean, I've just started. I just came across the idea about five minutes ago. I can't expect to be able to solve it. No. But I look. I think it needs more work. <laughs> I think, I think, I can I think a, it probably does. I, I can see a fundraising Because once element. you mention to you know, people... They want a place to know where they can put the flowers every year. They do, they mm. do. And and for some it might not seem attractive, the exhumation and the big mortar and pestle. They might no, no balk, I understand that. They might balk that. at that. Yeah, no, I understand that. So it's got to be sold, marketed properly. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Where's anyway. Dad being buried? Well, like I over, we're hoping. Oh, he played rugby league. Yeah, he, did he played rugby league. Oh, good yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah, forgotten now, of course, because he played when he was twenty and is now ninety. <laughs> it's hard for people to remember all that. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be, you know, obviously mm. a fair age to be able to remember Dad going round. Sure. I mean, a lot of people don't remember Frank Burge, but he played rugby league. Yeah, but it, it would be lovely seeing that huge wall of remembrance. I know. Of course, it would. Of course, it would. It'd with, be great. with lifts, because it's going to be quite significant. And I, I'd love, I'd love to see some sculpture. I mean, let's face it, Australia, oh, yeah, sure. Australia does memorial sculpture better than sure, anywhere like else a, in the world. You I, only have to go out to Junie and see Rabs' sculpture if it's out there. Sure. You know, or Glenn McGrath at yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful work in sure. corrugated iron. Like a big head, like 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 Nate Miles's head that you walk in. That's the gate. Is that what you mean? That sort of thing. 
I'm open to suggestions, but I'm not opposing Nate Miles being involved in this at all. I mean, you know, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Start and the artist will say, well, what are you interested in? <laughs> yeah. Well, Nate well, Miles' head is a good place to start. <laughs> well, people are going to say, shouldn't it be a tiger? Shouldn't you oh. walk through a tiger's head yeah. to get into the game? And there's an argument for that. <laughs> Can Rugby League save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can Rugby League save the koala? Yes. Can Rugby League make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can Rugby League turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one Rugby League and get the planet back in shape. Now... I think I think we need to draw, you know, this fundraising, the burial and all that sort of stuff, Nate Miles has said, we need to move on because that is a great idea and will require several seasons to work through. Sure. So we come back to the current matches and uh, tomorrow night <coughs> Cameron Murray <coughs> is likely to play in the game against the Sydney Roosters after he woke up last Sunday with full memory and zero concussion symptoms. Oh, good. Now, would that be a sign of concussion? Uh, getting your memory back. Well, you know, obviously you wake up and you think, I can't let him know I've blanked the whole thing. Mm. But if I say I've got, <clears throat> I can remember everything about it, I yeah. should be able to play. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, is there any test that says mm. that's right? Mm. So yeah, I, I just read that it's pause. It's you it's don't have to that. Look, there's so much about the brain that's not understood. No, correct, correct. Now, this Not understood at all. The thing that... Um, what happens in our gut affects our brain as well. Correct, you know? correct. Some people think you the, think with your knee. You think with your knee. I'm not opposing that no, idea I, at no, all. No, no, I won't retire from that. <laughs> now, remember, of course, Cam got into trouble. I think it might have been Origin 1 yeah. with a similar sort of thing. Mm. Now, we come to it, uh, the coach says, uh, if this was last year or the year before, Cam would have played on with the concussion he got the other night. Oh. That's how... That's how that weird it was. That seems gruesome now, doesn't it? does. It? it certainly does. But he's had to come off this year because of the rules with Category 1 symptoms. He's yeah. woken up with zero symptoms, so we're not concerned and he's not concerned. Mm. Now, Dimitri, the coach of uh, Souths, the Rabbits, says yeah. it was top priority that the, in the Rabbitohs pathway safe tackling techniques, which had always, almost become a forgotten art due to the game's obsession with wrestling. Yeah. Now, this is a serious topic. Mm. Uh, with Cam, it's all about how early you dip into the tackle. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously the case. You know, even I can see that. Well, you've got to be on the right side of the hip. You've got to have your head in the right place. Yeah, well, that was Mitch Moses' right problem last night, head in the wrong place. I know. You can't r- just run into a bloke's knee with your head. That's not a it technique. <laughs> that's a cry for help. Yeah. Now, and he can set himself a bit early, which gives him the, the opposition a chance to dip and rotate their hips to brace for the collision. Cam just needs to stay upright a little longer. How much longer? Two minutes? Yeah. Suddenly they've scored a try because he said, oh, I had to stay upright for another yeah. two minutes. Yeah. And they're technical things we've been working on. That technique has become the number one priority in our pathways because of the effect a bad tackle can have on a game or an individual's career. Yeah. Because of the wrestle and how obsessed we've become with that in the last few years, we've lost our safe tackling techniques at our club. It'll have a priority. Is that right, Roy, that the cannonball, the hip drop, the chicken wing have all buggered tackling techniques? Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
And uh, is is it a timing issue and when you drop and all that sort of stuff? Is it as simple as that? Staying upright that bit longer? Mm. Does he need help? Should, um, I don't know. um, Look, it's a difficult thing to manage. Uh, I noticed last night uh, one of the Penrith players' uh, post-game interview was talking about Having pride in the line. Mm-hmm. Pride in the line. Pride in the line. I have pride in pride the line. Pride in your defensive line. Pride in, and your attacking line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your well, side you, line. you want to have a lot of pride, though, in your defensive line because you don't want them to score tries. No, true. You want to score it. Yeah, and they had a lot of pride in their line in the second half, which was his point, and they did. But when you're putting pride in the line, when, when you're making it that your first priority, looking after your head is not your first down priority. The list. It's well down the list. Yeah. We've got to train players to put their head first, don't we? That, and I assume that's what they're trying to do at Souths. Put yourself – the preservation of your head is number one, ball security number two, mm-hmm. pride on the line number three. Yeah, I think is that's that right. Is that the way we order it? I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. There's no point having, you know, head up number one. No. Because if you get knocked over in the first tackle, you end up being Cameron Murray all the time. That's right. And out sitting on the sideline. <clears throat> exactly. Um, I just worried somehow that players now know – cunning as shithouse rats players. Yes. Uh, that they wake up, knocked mm-hmm. out. Obviously, when they come to, they say, oh, I remember it all. Yes. Nothing wrong with me. I remember it all. Yeah. Is that, are because, we... is that because you think that players uh, are, are underplaying the impact of uh, concussion? I, I think players are or could be. Could be. Yeah, I'm not saying that I've got evidence of this because how would I know? Yeah. Uh, I haven't got a concussion. See, concussion back in the day, there used to be players who played better when they were in what no, we call the half dream, dream room. room. Yeah, I know. That's right. And they couldn't find the door handle. They to couldn't get find out. the door handle. They loved it. Yeah. Well, Roy Simmons, for one. Roy Simmons couldn't remember a thing about the mm. grand final where mm. he'd scored a try. Mm. And he scored a length of the field try. Length of the field try. Yeah, in his, his mind. To, yeah, in his mind. You just had to ask him long enough and he'd tell you it was 100 metres. Mm. Be that as it may, we then come to the problem that. The donkey circuit, Scott. Yes. Now, of course, the donkey circuit uh, has been, well, let's face it, we, the donkey circuit's fuelled by the idea that one day, sometime, somehow, somewhere, Paul Gallen will flight, fight Sonny Bill SBW, Williams. Yeah, exactly. So Paul Gallen has unloaded on Sonny Bill, declaring a full stop to the talk of a potential super bout between the two former footy stars. Good, yeah. Super bout. Super bout, I like that. Hadn't realised that. Gallon fired up after Williams mentioned his name at a media event on Thursday to pump up his coming fight with MMA star Mark Hunt. So it's a cross-code oh, event. okay. Who hasn't fought since being beaten by Gallon two years ago. So oh, okay. SBW's taken on somebody that Gal knocked over a couple of years ago. Right. That sent Gallon into a frenzy as he outlined the timeline of talks with Williams and his manager, Coda Nasa. There's no point talking about it anymore, Gal said. I've chased him for 10 years. No return call from them, nothing at all. Last year on grand final day, I will never forget it. We're in the studio together and I said, Sonny, mate, I'm retiring next year. If we're going to have a fight, we need to sort it out now. Yes. I have a contract with no limit. I can fight you any at any point as long as it's 10 weeks prior to one of these events. Yeah, good. So he's obviously thinking about his head, you yeah. know, def- you know sure. in the line. Yeah. I had a fight coming up in December, so I said we need to fight in October or November. He said, bro, bro, bro. That's all he says. That's all he ever That's says. That's all he says, bro, 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 bro. bro. You know, it only takes six weeks. I don't care. I'm telling you now, I'm retiring next year. That was Gal's response. Well, to he's the, got the two-headed the, circus, hasn't he? That's his farewell gift to Australia. The, the two Queenslander. Yeah, the head in the bag. The head in the bag. And, uh, Justin Hodges. Yeah. 
It's going to be great. We don't know. It might be Hannand. Hannand might be there in the bag. It is Ben Hannand, yeah. But he loves being called the head in the bag. Does he? Yeah, in the bag. Okay. The bag man. Uh, That was it. I walked out. March, April comes this year. I rang Coda and I said, we have to sort this out if the fight's going to happen because I'm retiring at the end of next year. So Gal went straight to Coda. Coda, yeah. And what did Coda say? Did he just say, bro? Bro, bro, bro. Yeah. Give us a pause, bro. Now, the phone call was a waste of time. Waste Their of arrogance, time. arrogance is insane. I'm putting a full stop to it. It's never going to happen. It's not my fault. It's all their fault. It's all crap. That's his words, not mine. No. I mean, sure, I should have had a trigger warning there for language. But sure. I, so outraged. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> the boys, you know, on the other side of the ledger are waiting for Gal to make up his mind who's whinging still mm. about, I hope I've got this right, he's whinging about who's up first, is it going to be sequential as in mm. a bit of Hodjo, a bit of bag, bit of Hodjo, bit of bag, or is it complete Hodjo, complete, complete ba- rest? Bag, yeah. Complete bag, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But well, it's well, real I, soon. I don't know. I, I can offer no counsel here really. No, I know. <clears throat> I know. I'm Except just re- look at it from the fans' point of view. I think the fans would like to see Hodjo, gal, one round, next round is bag and gal. Gal. I think that's what the fans would like. <laughs> over, tw- over 12 rounds, six and six. Oh, right. You've thought it through to that level. I've amount. thought it through to that length, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to that mm, level. I haven't uh, mentioned it to Gal. I, I haven't spoken to Gal about it, but uh, all Gal that's your people. Feeling. Yeah, that's your feeling. Mm. Can I ask? But this word will get back to him Yeah, no, because I know he listens well, to he the program. The yeah, very keen student <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Now, uh, is there a punting problem here? I mean, are we opening a book on mm-hmm. uh, Gal Yes. Toss of the coin mm. to see who goes first or do we know who's going to go first? I think we'll have to know. You, you've got to have some sort of certainty and information when you're betting, or I do at least. I mean, I just can't yeah. blindly go in and bet on Gal if I don't know what Yeah, what the nature of the happen, comp is. What the nature of the comp is. Yeah. I mean, people, you, you demand certainty, don't you? You do. Gal certainty. will win in the third. Yeah. That's the sort now, of certainty you and I can I get money on, like. you know, Gal and Hodge? Yes. Gallon, gallon, uh, bag. bag. Yes. Which round? Which round? Etc. Etc. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any problem with that at all. Yeah. It's a curious bet, though, isn't it? It you... is a very curious bet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a fun bet. Oh, I know. It's a fun bet. And, no, no, and it's a, what I'd call a family thing because mm-hmm. all the family can get involved, <laughs> can't they? They can quite easily. Uh, look, the other thing is, um, um, Targo, Isaac Targo, I mentioned him on my opening remarks. Yes. A very bright spark. Um, the first time he came to a notice was that they noticed that Targo on a uh, get-together on the Sunshine Coast <laughs> yeah. didn't spend any time on his phone. Right. Instead, the back rower turned to um, turn centre, would spend 30 minutes a day practising a breathing technique. Right. Uh, Gracie championed... Uh, um, well, it's a breathing technique championed by a Brazilian jiu-jitsu icon. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm liking the sound of this. Rick, Rickson Gracie. Rickson Gracie. It's, Rickson Gracie. it's at the Rickson Gracie technique. Uh, exactly. <laughs> not Wim Hof technique, Rickson no. Gracie. Rickson, how's it work, actually? Well, exactly. Gracie championed as uh, a descendant of Brazilian jiu-jitsu's founding fathers. Good. In other words, the founding fathers of... Brazilian jiu-jitsu has a name and I've just forgotten it. Right, okay. Anyway, they, so they, they does, Bra- does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu look anything like normal jiu-jitsu at you or is it uh, It has a Latin American feel. Oh, okay. You know, obviously, you know, a lot of um, <laughs> right. you know, 
a lot of enthusiasm. In the same way uh, the Kummels play, uh, I want to say, a different sort of rugby league. They play uh, reggae rugby league. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Is it that sort of nuanced difference? Nuanced difference, yeah. Anyway, so okay. in the final minutes before taking the field, Isaac uh, uses the technique that featured in Wait For It, the 2008 Marvel film, The Incredible Hulk. Right. Now, this is something that's escaped me completely, <laughs> that The Incredible Hulk was a film about breathing techniques. I didn't know that. Uh, it helps me get re- – and the, I assume The Hulk – Mm-hmm. when he transforms from a normal person into the Hulk yeah. to fight crime or whatever it is. I've forgotten what used to trigger that. What used to trigger that? What? What? No, no, I've got uh, no and idea. Where, how did it happen in the first place? Did something come out of space or did he find a salt lick that did had magical properties or something? I think the latter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he just by instinct knew Realized. how to cut a bit off, yeah, more than a pestle, yeah, and up then, the nose. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Now... Marvel film, The Incredible Hulk. It helps me get ready before a game, Mm. but if I'm really on top of my routine, I like to do it daily. Right. Togo says. And it takes half an hour by the sounds of things. It it? does. Now, he's in the clash last night. You breathe deeply into your stomach, you expand your ribs. Into your stomach? Yeah. You breathe air into your stomach? Well, I. Well, that is a trick. (laughs) Can I just say? That takes control of the glottal, whole glottal area, doesn't it? Well, and the stomach for that matter. And a connection between the lung and the stomach. Yes. Which most people wouldn't have. No. You're not suggesting he's got a pipe going from his lung to his stomach. Well, I was just wondering, could he have had that inserted? Well, you'd have to. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, so you breathe deeply into your stomach. What doctor's going to do that? How do you talk him into that? (laughs) Salt lick. Sorry. Now, you breathe deeply into your stomach, you expand your ribs, and then it's a sharp exhale. Mm. Then you inhale again and you do that for 30 minutes and you can play around with it. I'm not sure how. Play, maybe, play around with it? Well, maybe breathe out. Breathe out first and then breathe in. <laughs> well, so more, em- empty your stomach first. Yeah, of air. Of air. <laughs> That's right. And then, and then load the stomach with air, leaving it out of the lung. Well done. So the lung's well, got to find the air. In the stomach. <laughs> While you eat a sandwich. While you eat a sandwich. Into the lung. Yeah. Now, when I'm warming Taste up. control. I'll get, I'll get uh, <clears throat> myself into the moment and then depending on how I'm feeling, I'll use the technique either to pump myself up or calm myself down. Right. When I first started playing rugby league, I'd go mad at the start of games, running everywhere and I'd be gassed out pretty quickly. Yes. Now, coaches have noticed this. And they say he's, um, you know, obviously spends a lot of time reading while he's doing the breathing and all that sort of stuff. Does he? Right. And they often discuss the coaches like Seraldo and Kevin Kingston mm. would discuss what he's reading. War, history and collection of, collection of most successful military commanders first got him going. Good. He said, I used to love reading about conquerors like Alexander the Great. Yes. The fact that, that someone can conquer, conquer the whole known world, oh, well. Open brackets, the rest of the world was waiting there to be discovered. Uh, When you think about it, the ambition behind that Mm -hmm. and what it takes is pretty crazy. Napoleon, Julius Caesar, they're all pretty interesting characters. Yes. It wasn't until I left school that I really started learning and started looking for something to help me improve my mindset. Mm -hmm. Now, his key book, his go-to book, is Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning, meaning, An Introduction to Logotherapy. What's logotherapy? Yeah, well, Has that got anything to do with the Ricks and Gracie technique? <laughs> logotherapy. Yeah, well, hang on. Right. Uh, it's his top recommendation for anyone doing the same. Seraldo, mm-hmm. the coach, rates as, as one of the greatest books ever written. 
Uh, the book describes Frankel's time in a Nazi concentration camp mm-hmm. and the psychiatrist's theory that humans are driven not by pleasure but by the pursuit of meaning and purpose. Yes. This perspective it gives you, I, I look, I took a lot out of that. Good. Now, meaning and purpose, rugby league is meaning and purpose. I mean, I think that sums up this show. Yes, yes. And, well, it's up to a coach to, to reveal the meaning, meaning and purpose, purpose of rugby league. Because often players think, oh, I'm just going to turn up and try and win. Well, that's just the start, isn't it? Mm. Well, I hadn't thought of it like that. Mm. That's just you the mean, start. You mean people like Tago <clears throat> are turning up with some other idea? You know, the, normally, you know, you go out there and win and mm. if you don't, we'll have a chat afterwards. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's say the but last you... night after they got on the bus <clears throat> to go home, to their homes. Well, you've got to understand the meaning of winning and the meaning of losing. Yeah. Right? So if you if you fully understand what the significance is of a win, i.e. two competition points, a lot of competition points that Wins. we've got, we win, yeah. win the competition, then dancing in the street, yeah. hero. Driving the bus. Driving the bus. Yeah. On the other hand, losing. Yeah. Not so good. Yeah, people at home disappointed, tears all round. Tears all round, uh, let yourself down, let your family down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if the Frankel novel unleash, unle- <laughs> reveals that, reveals that, well, that's fantastic. I think it should be mandatory for all rugby league players to read it. I know, that's incredible, isn't it? It now, is. Now, remember once before, and this takes us to tennis, Yes. Michael Stick. Michael Stick, was yes. was a great reader too. He won he more in one year. That's right. And Didn't I, you read a book called The Circle of Nothing? Not bad. It was something to do with slow. The importance oh, the of master the, of slow. Yeah. The, the Becoming the master of slow. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's a reference to, I think, the car show that had James Graham, if I've got that. Murray might have been James Murray. Oh, okay. As one of the presenters. Yes. He was always saw, called Captain Slow. Captain Slow. Okay. But the master of slow or the meaning of slow. Right. Might have been. Yes. Uh, yes. And so here we have. Well, I wouldn't encourage wingers to read a book like that. No, neither would I. <laughs> I don't know why Michael Stieck would have been reading a book like that. Well, he was a tennis player. Though. I know that. I know that. But how do you master slow? Does it mean? Does he mean by mastering slow, somehow, you can see the ball better? I assume that's right. For instance. <laughs> Well, that comes down the, to a breathing technique, isn't it? Yes, that's why. Great. I mean, if you important. can empty all the air out of your stomach. Before the bloke serves at you, you, you know, see the ball a lot clearer. You do. That's th- a fact. I'll go to a separate thing to worry about, and I know we only got a minute or two yes. left. Last night, mm-hmm. Rewalt went on and on and on about the difficulty of what happened last week in the AFL finals was yeah. the evaporation of time and space. Yes. Now we haven't got un- <laughs> we haven't got enough time to unpack that. No. But that is a huge problem, isn't it? It is. The evaporation of time the evaporation and space. Of time and space. If you can slow That's that right. down, yes. you're going to win the game. Well, your great players, <clears throat> they have more time and, and more, more space. space. Mark War, I rest my case. Mark War. Yeah. He had more time and space than most. Yeah. Didn't he? He did. He did. Weird skill. You can't teach it. You can't teach That's it. That's what they agreed no, you're last born night. With it. Yeah. Yeah. If I leave you with but anything, there are today, one or two techniques that can. Like this, this uh, Ricks and Gracie technique, that improve that improves your time and space. It does. So I leave you with the concept of the evaporation of time and space. Your team will win and lose if they can master that simple idea. In the meantime, if you want to 
continue the bludge on, then there's a podcast available in a few minutes' time. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week with more idiocy on bludging on the blind side. See you then. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.